Welcome to the Ashford Center podcast. I'm Dr. Clint Ashford, a board-certified OBGYN with decades of experience in OBGYN and perimenopausal medicine. Today, we are going to be going through part two, which is common problems and solutions that women have in that time frame, uh, late 30s, 40s, 50s, and maybe even after that. The problems uh, fall into certain categories, namely three. One, problems they have around the time of the period or the premenstrual time frame. Number two is the periods per se. Yes, these periods are driving me crazy, the convenience issues. And problem number three is problems women have because of declining output from the ovaries. Uh, so the first thing I'm going to talk about is just this uh, the problems that women have around the time of the period. Uh, the period per se is caused uh, from the buildup of the lining of the uterus, which we call the endometrium, thinks sort of a form of skin, and that's the part that builds up and sheds monthly. It builds up and sheds and goes through a cycle we all know about. As the lining degrades, and gets ready to shed even before the period is started, the lining releases a neuropeptide toxin into the bloodstream, and that is what is responsible for a lot of the symptoms women identify as the premenstrual symptoms, namely the fluid retention, abdominal bloating, headache, uh, mood. The mood falls into the categories of anxiety, irritable, anger, depressed, emotional, and agitated. It can cause uh, that a feeling of fatigue, uh, breast tenderness, intestinal problems, primarily uh, diarrhea or exacerbation of irritable bowel syndrome type things, acne, as well as other complaints women may have around that time frame. So we can call it generally premenstrual symptoms or premenstrual syndr uh, syndrome, the mood thing is a subset of that uh, that some people refer to as uh, PMDD or premenstrual dysphoric disorder. So that comes into that anxiety, irritable, anger, depressed, emotional, agitated uh, category. Those symptoms are not hormonal, strictly speaking. There are a lot of college girls that have significant complaints in that time frame. Their problem has nothing to do with their ovaries. I mean, normal, healthy, 20-ish girls. I mean, why are they supposed to have ov ovarian abnormalities or ovarian malfunction? No, it relates to the degrading endometrium that is triggering all of these famous symptoms. Um, so anyway, again, there's the menstrual period per se, the convenience issues, we'll say. There's what is going on around the time of the period, typically five to seven days before the period, sometimes just a day or two, and then during the first part of the period. And then after the period, a lot of women say, yeah, this is my good week. Uh, after the period, I feel better. I, I do not have uh, such and such uh, complaints, uh, a little bit better frame of mind. So anyway, there's that. And then, of course, the whole thing starts over again. So the three categories, one, uh, the period per se, two, the complaints that women have around the time of the period that we generally categorize, categorize as PMS or premenstrual dysphoric disorder, PMDD. 
The last thing that I'm going to talk briefly about is the whole uh, issue of um, complaints women have because of declining output from their ovaries. This is an entirely separate category. A lot of times as the ovarian output declines, women will say they have hot flashes, night sweats, they can have uh, mood depressed, can't think, can't remember, can't come up with a word or name or number, uh, fog brain, cloudy thinking, can't sleep, go to sleep, can't go back to sleep, hair, skin, vaginal, sexual, honestly, uh, 25 different complaints. <laughs> no one has all 25, but one thing or two things, the most common, the hot flash night sweat thing. Uh, so there's this word that we use, menopause, which comes from the root menomonthly, pause, stop, stop the monthly, which is a little bit misleading uh, because there's the monthly, meaning the period, and everything about the period, the premenstrual or PMDD, and is an entirely separate conversation. Does a woman have complaints that re, uh, relate to declining output from her ovaries? So it's not the same thing. These two things relate to each other, of course, in an obvious way. And some of the symptomatology that women have around the time of the period can in some way ways mimic some of the symptomatology they may have because of declining output from the ovaries. But it is not the same thing, two totally separate things, and they need to be addressed separately. Uh, if a woman primarily is bothered by her periods and the PMDD and the PMS and my stomach is sticking out and I hate it and I look six months pregnant and, by the way, I'm terrible mood and I've got a headache and my breasts hurt and, by the way, please pass the chocolate. All of this stuff relates to the endometrium. All of it. It, it's not hormonal, strictly speaking. All of this correlates with the hormone cycle. That's true. But it's not caused by the hormones. It's not caused by the ovaries. It's caused by the degraded, degrading, disintegrating endometrium, which is the lining of the uterus. So if, if the endometrium doesn't exist, the symptoms go away. Um, if a woman has a hysterectomy, uh, and the ovaries are left intact, she's not going to have any of this. She won't have the period, and she won't have any of the premenstrual symptoms, even though her ovaries are in place, intact. Um, so it clearly, uh, the symptomatology is not caused by her hormones. It cor it, the symptoms correlate with the hormone cycle, but they're not caused by the hormones. Likewise, uh, if a woman has the much, much less invasive endometrial ablation procedure, certainly the endometrial ablation procedure we do it at our uh, surgery center, uh, she won't ever have any of these uh, symptoms either because there's no endometrium which triggers uh, both the bleeding per se as well as the premenstrual symptoms uh, that we've spent some time talking about. <clears throat> um so this is just an, a brief overview of, of the menopause, perimenopause, and what is all of this about. 
in a subsequent podcast, I'm going to get into what happens when women actually do start having some decline in the output of uh, hormone or the hormone output from the ovaries. Um, and uh, what, are the what are the symptoms women have and uh, what can be done to correct this and alleviate these types of symptoms. Uh, this is Dr. Clint Ashford uh, signing off for now. Uh, come to our website if you want to find out more, and uh, we'll be talking soon.